0: Welcome to Speaking of Strong Style, where we discuss the news, issues, and events surrounding New Japan Pro Wrestling. I'm Stephen Conway. With me, of course, Jeremy Finestone. We're back on a Sunday. It's an odd day for us, but we have a couple of big events to talk about the new beginning shows, Night 1 and Night 2 and Sapporo. We both have a lot of thoughts about what we've seen over the last two nights and uh it's it's there's a very very mixed bag Jeremy there were some things on there I thought were absolutely terrific there were also some things on these shows that I thought were uh, very poor decisions from New Japan we're gonna go over all of it were you looking at my social media because mixed bag was exactly what I used yeah use I might have gotten it from, <laughs> I might have gotten it from that to be fair yeah but I mean but it was it's the perfect example of, yeah, of a mixed man. bag of things coming out of two shows yeah uh
1: my immediate takeaway is that i felt like i saw the bones of the next six months of booking for new japan mm-hmm. whether good or bad and i'm not sure i'm on board with every decision that they have in mind but i think i can rationalize it so you know we're gonna figure it out and uh you lead the <laughs> way buddy
0: <laughs> all right well colin is here colin i'm glad you're here very uh, definitely uh, he says he's convinced some of these booking choices on night one were br choices okay all right well yeah we're gonna talk about all that stuff so uh we will definitely get into it but uh yeah it, let's go ahead and just ki- kick right into this so sure. uh we'll have our usual thursday show where we talk about news and notes and and all that as well as uh, any new uh things that pop up but this is um, about
1: but real quick let's just do the whole spiel the click like subscribe we are part of the fight game media network uh, we are a special show, and this feed, this episode, will be on the audio feed as well. But you can find us every Thursday, uh, five thirty p.m. Eastern, on this channel, along with Power Bombshells that airs every Sunday at uh, one p.m. Eastern. And then we have a number of audio shows featuring AEW, WWE, and uh, Joshi. So that would be the boom. The Rap, The Dynamite Show, and Five Star Joshi Show. Uh, if you are interested in that comment, please join the Fight Game Media Network YouTube, the Twitter, social media, email gg at Fight Game Media if you'd like to join the Discord. And uh, yeah, Steven, let's take it away.
0: All right. And also, if you're listening on podcast, uh, please uh, rate us, leave us a five-star review. Uh, all that stuff helps people find the show. And, and so does word of mouth. So if you have a New Good Japan part. curious friend, let them know. We started on uh, the Hokkaido Sports Center night, one, 3,231 fans in attendance. It began with a Frontier Zone uh, tag match, and we're going to get through these prelims fairly quickly, yeah. but uh, T- Tomoya, who's mostly a DDT guy, and uh, Yano defeated Shomakato and Tomo Akihoma. Uh Tomoya is involved in the local government uh, there in uh, Noribitsu, I believe is the town. Yano is the sightseeing ambassador, uh, so... You know, they had a mascot out there at ringside for this, so this is all about boosting the region. And uh, Kato worked hard, uh, Shomakato, uh, I, I keep calling him Kato Shomakato, uh, worked hard. And uh, Tomoya got a submission on him with a Tomoya clutch. Uh, Sam is here too from Power Bombshells. Great, hey Sam, glad you're here. So it's Dunstan, good, we got a good crew here. And uh, yeah, basically Tamoya is almost as uh, tan and as oiled as uh, Honma is in this one, but uh, no, but no, this this is all about uh, the local guys getting uh, a bit of shine here. So Tamoya and Toro Yano got the victory and uh, they are uh, ambassadors to the region. So there you go. Uh, and, and so this these frontier zone tag matches in Sapporo were less about getting a look at new talent like some of the others have been and and just more about that, like a little bit of uh, uh, pressing the flesh with some of the local politici- politicians.
1: Yeah, they had them both here on tonight and then the next night, and they flipped out the Young Lion with it, so they just gave them a little bit of shine. Nothing next to write one. home about, but also, like, it's always nice to see somebody fresh on these shows.
0: No, and it, and it is, it's also smart just to have that kind of uh, relationship with uh, local city councils oh, and all that stuff it's 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 good pr uh next up was a singles match with zach saber jr and yuji Yuji nagata and this is exactly what we thought it was going to be this is all part of the ongoing rivalry between zach and brian danielson that we are loving so much and they are facing a lot of the same opponents whenever they can work things like that out and of course nagata wrestled danielson now he's wrestling Zach. And as we suspected, since the idea of a submission has been such a part of the Danielson and Zach story, it ended with an armbar finish, Zach getting uh, Nagata to tap out.
1: Yeah. the uh, Everything you would expect this match to be, it was that. The other interesting thing is the placement of this match. They got Zach Saber Jr. in there. First thing, kept him protected from everything else that's going on, and he basically disappeared from all the rest of the events. Minus backstage comments. Everything mm-hmm. else was just all House of Torture. It was all Nemeth. It was riddle. They gave him they gave him the spotlight and then they got him out of it. I thought that was really interesting.
0: The next thing was the beginning of uh, what became the night of the House of Torture here. So we had a six-man tag with Ren Narita, Yoshinobu Kanemaru, Yuji, uh, Yujiro Takahashi. And they wrestled uh, Bolton Oleg, uh, Ryusuke Taguchi, and Togi Makabe. And this is your standard six-man tag early in the card. We've seen things like this a bunch of times. Uh, Oleg looked terrific. He did the gut wrenches. He threw all three guys around quite a bit. Uh, showing the power there, it was mostly the baby faces. It was until uh, Makabe was about to hit the King Kong knee drop uh, off the top rope. But Kanemaru spit whiskey in his face. Uh, Makabe ended up getting the push up bar knocked about him in the head, and Narita hit the double cross for the finish. We figured it, you know, we figured this how this was mm-hmm. going to go here It was a heel finish for House of Torture, and it set up a theme for the night, as it turned out.
1: Uh, set up a theme of dominance, you mean just. Mm. A lot of people yeah. upset about the uh, about the direction that the company went with the uh, Heavy House of tortureist. but <laughs> I think I think we're gonna have to contend with the fact that we are in pro wrestling. And the bad guys have to win in order for the good guys to overcome something.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I've, I've got a bone to pick with a lot of this. Absolutely. So we'll, 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 we'll talk about that in a little bit. And then Colin mentioned, so Zach faces Akiyama next, right? Because Jun Akiyama, uh, one of the all-time legends of Japanese wrestling, just wrestled Daniel uh, uh, Danielson on uh, Collision. So, uh, yeah, I would love that if, if, if they got Jun Akiyama in uh, for that one. So uh, I, I'm in favor well, of it if they want to do it.
1: The spiritual successor would be that. Also, Zach ended up in DDT the next night, the night Mm -hmm. of the 24th, and he and Chris Brooks have a tag match set up. In addition to that, he is lining up his feud with Riddle backstage, but uh, Zach is going to pick one of his TMDK guys to face Riddle first in order to kind of, you know make sure Riddle is up to the task of facing Zach Saber Jr. So Zach is a busy, busy man.
0: He is, yeah. And I think we know how that is going to go when Riddle faces another member of TMDK. Uh, But uh, it probably doesn't bode well for the TMDK member. But, again, a lot lot, lot to get into with Riddle, too. So we'll talk about him in a little while. We're not there yet. Uh, So let's see. (laughs) We had uh, the chaos matches. Okay. Eight-man tag. Now, this was uh, supposed to be ten-man tag, but as we found out, we had the one hour after the show curse strike us again. And just as we talked about how Toa Hanare uh, was uh, still set to <laughs> wrestle on this show, uh, about an hour after we went off the air, found out, no, he's not cleared at all. Those stitches have not totally healed. So uh, this was shrunk down a little bit. Uh, they took Goto off the chaos side. And uh, so it was Okada, Ishii, Yo, and Yoshihashi. Uh, facing the United Empire crew of Callum Newman, Francesco Akira, the Great Okan, and Jeff Cobb. Now, I really did enjoy the actual match here. Uh, Goto and Yano came out to ringside, so they mm-hmm. were all of Chaos that was in the building were, were out with Okada. He did uh, the colorization trick with his uh, ring coat again, where they... Uh, panned up and down his jacket with the black light and got the colors going. It was very cool. Uh, Callum Newman really worked hard to get into the ring with Okada early in the match. He really wanted to do some spots with Okada if he could, and he did. It was entertaining enough. The stuff with Ishii and Cobb was the highlight of this one. Those two were fantastic together. Uh, but in the end, it was exactly what you would think they isolated Callum Newman, the new ish guy there in uh, United empire. We're getting used to him though. It's been, it's been over half a year, but uh, Newman's still the new guy and Okada hit the dropkick rainmaker uh, to win the match, of course. So uh, chaos ended it all with his hands raised in the ring. And then great Okan held up his King of pro wrestling title and glared at him. (laughs) This was so strange. And Okada got out of the ring and walked past him. Like he wasn't even there. And, I don't know what the point of that was. Jeremy, do you have any thoughts on why they're doing this to poor Okada?
1: There seemed to be a sentiment among some of the wrestlers that they were either told to or went into business with themselves to set up programs with Okada that aren't (laughs) going to happen. And it wasn't the first, it wasn't the last one to happen. It was the first one. But I was watching them like, no, this is what? And then we got Fightful Report where he did the uh, Tokyo Sports interview. He's like, Yeah, I don't plan on coming back. I'm not going to be wrestling in the Tokyo this year. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm done. So, like, what's happening here, guys? Like, that's yeah, fair. You're funny. not making yourself look good.
0: <laughs> and then no one knows exactly what's going to happen with that as far as when Okada comes back, when he doesn't, and all that. I I would not surprise me if they weren't back at the first token, you know, it'd be almost like they weren't gone. If they came back, it wouldn't be special. Almost. I mean, it would always be special. This match is always great. Right. But you know, you almost feel like he has to miss a wrestle kingdom in order to make the return to wrestle kingdom, even something important. So I don't see him. Anything can change, but I don't see him just jumping back into it next January. Do you?
1: No. I mean, this has been the whole thing. of like, he can't be on forbidden door or like not be against any new Japan talent on forbidden door. What, What's the point? Like yeah, Wrestle yeah. Kingdom, why would what why? Why why, mm. why would anybody find mystique to that? You gotta find yeah. a different angle. You know, yeah, like I, a mixed tag with Mercedes versus Britain out of or something. I don't oh, know. But no. <laughs> no. what are we gonna do no. with no. what are we gonna do with Okada <laughs> to make him feel special? Because like everything about what he yeah. is right now, like you can't come back to New Japan and feel special in five months and in nine months and like If you're just throwing him on AEW and then he's just, no, like I'm, I've got weird thoughts about it, man.
0: Yeah. Well, yes. this whole show has some strange things going on here with it. And then this was one of the strangest. Yeah. I don't know if Okan went into business, but Okan just trashed Okada in post-match comments both nights. Just, you know, he's he's putting his selfish desires above the company. He's, you know, the whole thing was just all about everybody else, except for Yoda Sushi and Great Okan. We're very deferential to Okan. We like, you're an all-time you. You're an all time legend. We love you. We'll miss you. Good luck to you. Sp- spread New Japan to the world, we hope. to see. And the, those two were just like, screw him. I mean, the, the, like the,
1: the Nido exit was the Nido. the night two we're going to get to, it. it was perfect. I was like, great. I love it.
0: <laughs> I'm not sure what Okan's trying to do with it. I really don't. Uh, I, i'm not uh, i'm not sure
1: they're trying remember. to get headlines that people are paying attention to new japan but man you're the king of pro wrestling uh it, i don't even know where to go with it from there
0: you know yeah yeah it was ve- it was very strange it, it was worked. very strange so he just stood there with the belt holding it up above his head like he was the was the what was it the guy at the end to say anything with the boom box yeah with the playing yes. peter gabriel he didn't and it. Yeah. And
1: then everybody was just like, "Yeah, whatever." We're all arm in arm. I think he was arm in arm with Yoshihashi and Godo, yeah. and they're just walking away and just enjoying yeah. it. Yeah. Right Walk up, around like he was one of the photographers. Forward. Just like, no, like you, you did, you, you missed your shot when you shot it. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> After that came another ten man tag. This is the nine oh nine. What's that now? Nine oh <laughs> nine. Nine no, Yeah, right. A match nine hundred nine between Lij and just five guys. And uh, what we had here was a preview of each of the singles matches we would see on night two. It was nothing we hadn't seen before. It was fine, though. I mean, you know, they're in front of 3,200 people, so they worked hard. Uh, Shingo was in with uh, Taka Michinoku at the end, hit the pumping bomber and got the victory. Again, not a whole lot to this. They understood that the, this night was going to be about House of Torture. They knew that. They knew that the next night was going to be all about them. They had a perfectly fine 10-minute match and got through it without anybody getting... Uh, hurt further Because as we found out Sonata had uh, a bicep injury That ended up affecting his match With Nido the following night Oh did he? I did not know that part of it Oh yeah uh-huh. Well we're going to get to all that Because it, oh, it was Yeah you know.
1: uh, This was the ultimate undercard match uh, Basically everything that they have set up For the last We're not kidding We've been keeping track of these matches And at some <laughs> point we got to not 898 And then we just kept every week going And this is 909 uh, 909 909. And it just... It was basically, if you have not watched any match between these two up to this point, this match would basically tell you, okay, here's what you missed. Mm-hmm. So there you go. And then we're going on to tomorrow.
0: So the title match has started up after this one. And it started off with a bang. And it, this was fabulous. We had the IWGP women's title match. Mayu Iwatani, the champion, defending against Mina Shirakawa. So... What we have here are two people that are uh, at or near the top of their factions. Uh, Mina Shirakawa currently uh, kind of jostling for position within her new group with Micah, who's uh, got the leg up being the World of Stardom champion. But challenging Mayu Iwatani for the IWGP Women's title. Twelve minutes, twenty-eight seconds, and of course, I know everybody wants them to go longer. I, I. Don't disagree. I I don't disagree. But 12 minutes, 28 seconds made for a very good fast-paced match here. And and New Japan had a lot to do on this night. There there was a lot to get through on this one. This was fabulous. It was one of my favorite matches of the weekend. Uh, Mino worked the knee a lot, but they still worked a fast pace. Iwatani hit a splash like Tanahashi, which was not an accident. It was a bit of a, a tribute there. The crowd enjoyed this match. Uh, shirakawa got got the figure four with the ropes working on Iwatani's knee. She tried to get the figure four driver, uh, but Mayu turned that into a tombstone. That was about the 10-minute mark. Uh, Mayu, again, off the ropes with a double stomp and a moonsault. Which, and then they, ha, they built to a terrific near fall when uh, Mina got a roll-up on her that was for about 2.9. Iwatani with the dragon suplex for 2. They were hitting these moves very crisply, very mm-hmm. fast, and the crowd got into it. They were they were getting crowd, and this was an odd crowd on night one. Some of the things they were silent for kind of surprised me. Some of the things they popped for surprised me. But uh, she ended up hitting a dragon suplex with the bridge, one of her finishers, to win this. It was very good. It was a bright spot on the show. I think the crowd enjoyed it. So this is what we were hoping for, a, a really good match for the IWGP women's title. Iwatani, you know, one of the very best, uh, wrestlers in the world, uh, regardless male or female, Shirakawa was excellent. So this was a nice match in the middle of this card. Enjoyed it.
1: I'm not sure it was a nice match. It might've been the best match on the show. Uh, in hindsight, you know, there are people that are that the main event was maybe better or all that, but from audience reaction to work rate, to caliber, to, Story to motivation of the wrestlers. Like, I felt like Mayu Iwatani and Mina Shirakawa came out there to like prove a point and just impress people more so than uh, a couple people showing up for you know work on a big night. Uh, I, I, I just they looked like they deserve to be higher up on the card of this show, and I kind of agree with them mm-hmm. so, uh. Yeah. You have been much more familiar with these two wrestlers. Uh, sure. I have seen a handful of Mina Shirakawa Mina matches and probably a dozen Mayu Iwatani matches. And I've seen good Mayu Iwatani matches on New Japan and occasional Stardom shows when I pick up on it. This is the match where, like, oh, I get it. You know what I mean? Like, I I see what everybody has been like saying about Mayu iwatani all this time and why she you know what i mean like this Mm -hmm. was this is a signature match that if you're like oh i should figure i should what's a good Mayu iwatani match to check out like what is a distillation of what you this is that like this was an introduction match to her for new japan for everything and i would just recommend it to anyone who wants to see more of stardom
0: yeah. And Iwatani's, again, one of the all time greats. Uh, the, I have an ongoing friendly discussion with Scott uh, Edwards about uh, if she is the greatest of all time. He thinks she is. I think it's Manami Toyota. But it's a, but you know, it, w- there are no losers in that battle. Uh, but uh, Shirakawa is excellent as well. And she absolutely did her part in it. And uh, as Venkin mentioned, one of the reasons she was working Mayu's knee so much is she does a figure four. Uh, for her finish as well, as well as a figure four driver where she, like I mentioned it earlier, she gets you the up in a suplex position, but she has the the legs in a figure four position while doing a suplex and then make, turns it into a driver. So a lot of that type of work there from uh, Shirakawa. And uh, Venkin wants uh, Mayu versus uh, Kyrie. Well, yeah, I mean, that was, <laughs> and, then that, so. and that is another, that's another match, by the way, that anytime those two have been in the ring together, that's uh, well worth a watch. So, uh, yeah, good stuff. And, uh, again, I'm hoping that this is what the IWGP women's title becomes. is mm-hmm. something that we do see on these big New Japan shows moving forward. And uh, we'll see who the next challenger for Mayu Ibatani is. So, in the backstage comment, they had both of these uh, women back there. And Mina
1: was talking about what a dream it was to wrestle on the cerulean blue mat. So they were really pull, putting over just the dream come true aspect of having this match. And uh, Mayu actually brought up New Japan Wrestling at Stardom. And we talked about this the other day of whether or not that would actually happen. And she brought it up flat out. So, you know, maybe it's just a tease. Maybe it's just something to appease people to say, yeah, we hear you. But it's more than I expected the conversation to be in.
0: Okay, and Dunstan has a question here. I'm, I'm a little—I'll I'll be honest with you, Dunstan, I'm A little puzzled at the question. So, if you want to clarify, but he says, "Would you think the card could have been shorter if they cut a match or two? Yeah, but I mean, are, are you suggesting that they the, should have like done the so? Matches or?
1: Would have been longer if they cut a card. Like,
0: oh, oh they cut some a match. Of the
1: matches would have had more time if they'd cut uh, a match in there or two. And I'm lying, probably, but they had many mouths to feed over these two days. Like, mm. they had a lot of matches on these shows.
0: It's a fair point. You give everybody a few more minutes and then just drop the LIJ, just five guys. And the show was sold itself. The night two sold itself. I'm not sure we really needed that preview on there, except, you know, maybe the people on Friday wanted to see Naito and Sonata and Suji and everybody too. It's a matter of seeing people. And Venkin says, can we just announce the store crossover two already? <laughs> yes. Where is that? We heard it was coming. We don't know when they were very intentionally vague about that. So hopefully coming up time, sometime soon. So, yeah, and I guess that's that's what Dunstan was saying. If they cut the LIJ, just five guys match and give it a bit. Yeah, uh, perhaps, yeah, that, that's way they could have given everybody a few more minutes. But I also wonder if they just thought, well, the crowd would want to see the world champ out there and, and his uh, friends. So
1: I am happier with a 10 to 15 minute match that they allowed to breathe and did the amount of stuff that they needed to within that time to not make it feel crowded and rushed and still tell a sufficient story within the match. If you're gonna have a 12-minute match, this is the perfect match to have.
0: Yeah. You know, yeah, like this, it didn't feel rushed. It just it was cool. just worked at a high fast pace.
1: It, it was just, it was high caliber, high work rate. Everything about it was right. Uh I hope we get 20 minute matches from them, but you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. And if they're introducing these matches, at first we got five eight minute matches. Now we're getting 10 to 12 minute matches, 12 to 15 minute matches. They're growing and I like that. And that's okay with me.
0: So at this point, Jeremy, mm-hmm. everything was all right. <laughs> <laughs> everything was okay. Sure. We were, we were doing all right. The sure. great thing was weird, you know, but I, you know, we're doing okay so far. We're
1: like, okay. I'm not into
0: everything, but at this point, something has to really go
1: wrong for this show to go down the drain.
0: And boy, did we find it. Let's talk about it. So the next up is the IWGP junior heavyweight title match. Show against El Desperado. Holy Christ. All right. All right. Look, they they came out to the ring fighting. So Desperado seems to have attacked Show in the back and gotten his belt back. Remember, uh, Show stole the IWGP junior heavyweight belt. So Desperado began fast, but then they started fighting on the outside and under the ring. And, of course, Show got the advantage because it gave him a chance to fight dirty. And, uh, let's see, show tried to package pile driver, but it turned into a spine buster. And as the match went on, the story they started to tell, especially on the English commentary was that show is tough and he, uh, his, his talent is belied by all these shenanigans. You know, like this is a tough guy. This is a good wrestler. Uh, they kept on fighting and show would get hit, take a big shot, but he would kick out. And then the story was, Oh, he's tough. Numero dose lights go out. Okay. So he gets the numero dose on and the lights go out. Well, we knew there was going to be some kind of horse crap from these guys. So the, when the lights come back on, the referee's down. Yoshinobu Kanemaro is in the ring beating on Desperado. Uh, Ryusuke Taguchi came down and saved uh, Desperado with hip attacks on everybody. And he grabbed Kanemaro and drug him away. So uh, they uh, Desperado starts working his knee more. And they did more things where show is oh he's so tough he's just staying in there he's just hanging in as long as he can. Desperado went to attempt a pinche loco. Show gets out of it, shoves Desperado into the referee, so another referee goes down. This is when things went to crap. So the show dove or was on the outside of the ring. Desperado tried a tope suicida. Show hit him in the head with the chair. Okay, so Ruff then it's
1: still down. Ref is still out.
0: Ref's still out. Another very careful chair shot where it was to the head, which I'm not a big fan of, but he did it with the kind of the cushioned chair. And he was very careful about how he hit Desperado. So if you're going to do a chair shot to the head, this is the way to do it. Uh, Then he he faked like he was going to hit him with a chair frame. I think we all knew that wasn't going to happen. Referee kind of grabbed the chair as he recovered. But after that, Desperado put show in the chair where he's kind of like kneeling on the floor. His head is in a chair that's set up for someone to sit in. And then he smashed the back of the chair with another chair. So it made this big noise and kind of looked like he smacked Show in the head with it. Uh, It it did make a big racket and the crowd popped for it. So that was it. Show, stunned, staggered, about ready to be pinned, rolls back into the ring. But just as Desperado is going in the ring to pin him, Ren Narita pops out Tommy Rich style from underneath the ring. God only knows how long he was down there. And choked Desperado out. For the count out finish and show won the junior heavyweight title
1: by count out,
0: by count out, by count. So, hmm. you know, it's just overthought. I here, here's okay. Let's just put aside that whole count out finish, which I wasn't into. So, this goes to my point. In fact, the count out finish even does kind of go to my point that. There's a little bit of cowardice in the booking in New Japan right now that we're just seeing some gutless booking. Here is my point about Desperado and Shota. Three baby faces have left the company. Okay. Tamatanga, who has been in the never weight title picture for a year, one of the all time greats and the constant main eventer for 12 years, Kazushiko Okada, another main eventer and a gaijin legend in Will Ospreay. Three baby faces have left. All of them are in the upper part of the card. The fans are clearly on Desperado's side. They cheer for him. They react to him positively. You need baby faces. And once again, Desperado is cut off at the knees. Why? So that we can get House of Torture back over? So that show can get to get show over? Like, why is that necessary? And, to go with show and Yo, which they ended up doing the next day where Yo stole show's belt. We've seen that, and it was mm-hmm. fine. Those two are good wrestlers. It's been a while, yes, so you could make it fresh again. But Yo has been basically in his balloon Okada gimmick for most of the year, just being sure. silly. Remember at Wrestle Kingdom, he just laid on the top rope for about 10 minutes of the Rambo. He hasn't been a serious character all year. He's been playing this little wacky thing. Again, why? What does Desperado do now? you know, And it, it, And yes, you can have one of these guys who have lost a big match over the course of this weekend get rehabbed by winning the New Japan Cup, but only one of them. They cut three different guys off at the knees in these shows. The junior heavyweight division could definitely use someone on top. And they could also use Hiromu Takahashi doing something new. The crowd clearly likes Desperado, and they're moving him to the periphery of the picture so they can go with Show and Yo for the junior heavyweight title. What, what are we doing here? Like, Here's the point I'm just trying to make. You can make Desperado a good junior heavyweight champion and get someone new over with the Super Juniors tournament. You can do both of those things. So if we, if we have Hiromu move on to something else, whatever that might be, never open weight titles uh, other, the other things right we talked mm-hmm. about this mm-hmm. you can have a champion el desperado that the crowd likes and is into and get somebody else over in the super junior tournament now i'm even sure i'm not even sure we're going to see anything different anymore with this why cut him off at the knees and he they, he gets the title win over hiromu and then he trips over his shoelaces against show i just like do you want him to be over and the face of the division or not? What do you want? This half ass stuff kills me with him.
1: They don't want him to lose, but they have thought about an end goal at Dominion here that I think that they had to figure out how to get a starting point. So last year, Master Wado won the best of the Super Junior Tournament and then went on to lose to Hiromu Takahashi, Right. That's how it all played out. Yep. I imagine that if if I were reading the room right, Old Desperado is winning the best of the Super Junior tournament, and then he is gonna face show after show has you know dispatched yo, and then he's gonna face Doki because Hiroma made it clear that Doki's probably gonna get a title shot against him, and then that could take us through uh March and April. Then we're going to get to May and the best of the super junior. This is all just elementary back to school basics booking because you're right. They don't, they needed to figure out solid plans for the guys that they wanted to build behind and give journeys for them. It's not, it's not like next level booking, but at the same time, it's just like, Joe isn't the guy. But you've got the war dogs completely tied up in other things right now. You don't even know which ones are signed or which one are going to be around. Who's the bad guy junior heavyweight that you go to right now to have El Desperado chase?
0: Because they Why does he have to down. chase anybody? I That's the know. point I'm trying to make. You can establish him as a solid See, champion and the leader of the division. <laughs> You don't have to do. have him chase anybody. Now's not the time to have him chase. I think Now's they the time not have him
1: have a long title reign, but they want to stretch this thing out. They want to give him another run because they're, they're half assed He never got the chase the first time. Basically, Hiromu just said, hey, your turn, and then they yeah. had a match. And so when they decided to do this whole year-long deal with Hiromu, they didn't set up enough meat on the plate for Desperado to have a bunch of contenders coming his way. So they did this so that they give him a chase and then maybe they'll heat up enough people uh for him by the time uh September runs around and the G1's mm. over, no, and then we'll the back that. to where we are now. Now the hell great, with that. It, but it, at no, least Desperado has uh a purpose for the next few months. You know, no, at least he has a purpose.
0: This is the, if he wins this match, it establishes as him as a stronger junior heavyweight champion. You have a much stronger anniversary show main event tetsuya naito against desperado was a much better match than naito versus show the other part of that is that's what i'm saying is you use the super junior tournament which is a better than a count out finish win it's even a half-assed way of getting him the belt And I understand that he's a heel and he's a house of torture heel. So there's shenanigans. But winning super juniors gets a guy over harder than a cheat to win things. So you could have a stronger junior heavyweight champion facing a guy who actually went through a gauntlet of tough matches to become the super junior champion facing Desperado, who's now somebody that people see as a guy who can defend his belt. It's a much better scenario than this bullshit. Much smarter scenario than this bullshit.
1: I think they just want to tear him down to build him up again cuz they need him to be stronger than he is now. Don't
0: need to be tearing people down. You need to have strong baby faces now. You just I lost three. I think they're just trying to make
1: it. him stronger and I'm with you. I'm with you about the approach, but I think the goal is sound. And so I hope that they know what they're doing.
0: Make That's the it. heel in the Super Junior tournament. He'll give he'll be stronger that way. I right.
1: can't wait to hear what you have to say about the next match.
0: Well, it's, yeah. So here we go. The next match, after we went through all that, we went through the never open way title match with Evil and Shota Umino. So Shota already got a haircut, by the way. I guess he was just in the spirit with the match uh, uh, the coming Shota up the next Kiyomiya,
1: anybody? night. anybody?
0: Yeah. And then there were the usual House of Torture shenanigans. We expected that, too. Uh, I, I can't stand this one. He's got Evil in a submission hold. Yujiro comes up and rings the bell. Shota looks up at the referee and then releases the hold. like he want. It makes the baby face look so stupid when they do that. Because why? Wouldn't he just look at the referee and just like, you know? Uh, so it makes him look like a dumbass. Then Yujiro gets involved because the referee gets bumped and all that. Yujiro hit a pimp juice. Uh, that led to a two count. Then there was another ref bump. Uh, Umino hits a cutter. That one actually looked really good. Blaze blade Evil manages to shove him into a turnbuckle. Evil hits Darkness Falls for two, and then they, they scramble around a little bit more. He hits everything is evil for three and retains the never open way title <laughs> against now. Here's my point again about the half-assed stuff. This is boy
1: going heavy on the house of torture in 2024. <laughs>
0: so Tell me again why you can't put Shota Omino over here as the Never Open Way champion. What exactly do we need Evil as the Never Open Way champion for? Do we need to be... So, oh, by the way, Evil's a bad guy who can win matches by cheating. No shit, he's been doing it for years. What we need is a babyface to win. And again, this is a guy that the crowd is ready to get behind. They cheer for him. They react to him when he does his entrance through the crowd and he's hugging babies and all that. And then every single time... They get him there, and they have him lose. Again, this isn't the time for some slow build. There's going to be a payoff down the road. Now is the time when you need a goddamn baby face. And every single time, they cut this guy off at the knees. And again, the Jack Perry match coming up. (laughs) Whoop-de-doo. But how could that – how does not – Make making that a never-open-weight title match? How does keeping the never-open-weight title match make that any better? This could be a never-open-weight title match. Why does Evil need it? This is a perfect chance to show the fans that Shota Umino can come through for them. And uh, And here's the point I'm trying to make about him. He gets up there, and then he loses. He gets up there, and then he loses. He gets up there, and then he loses. The guys that New Japan have used as crutches for years, Okada, Naito. Hiromu, you know, the ones who are over big time, the ones who these guys who book by spreadsheet go over there and just say, oh, this guy sells five more t-shirts than he does. So he has to win this match because, you know, five more t-shirts is, uh, you know, all that kind of bullshit, right? Those guys didn't get over by losing their first five big matches. They got over. They are stars. They are merchandise sellers. They are big deals because they didn't lose very much. And they sure as shit didn't lose the first five or six major main event matches you gave the guy. So here's the thing. You say, well, showed a star. We're putting him in these big matches, but he's going to lose them all. Half-assed. Here's the point I'm trying to make. You have to get these guys over. And right now, they are just half assing it. It's gutless booking. It's booking via spreadsheet or booking scared. They're like, oh, we want him to get over, but oh, I, we don't want him to put over our big stars over here. So, you know, nut up. Grow a goddamn set of balls and push somebody. The reason those guys are stars is because they were pushed. Okada was pushed. Naito was pushed to the point the crowd didn't want him there anymore. Remember, he didn't lose very much. Hiromu barely lost for the first couple of years he was there. Pick a guy. Grow a set and push him. Don't bring him up there and then just pull him back. Oh, not over the big guys yet. Find a new star for the love of all that's good and holy. This this whole half-ass stuff gets nobody over, and that's what we're seeing right now. That the crowd was deflated after this, and it affected the next match, which we're going to get to.
1: I don't disagree with the word that you said. I do think that uh, there was a conversation that we had. On our regular Thursday show, that the outcome of this match was going to be a huge definer as to the direction and the pace that we go with some of these guys moving forward, and I, I definitely feel like they have circled Wrestle Kingdom for next year as the moment that all these guys are going to have their big, you know, denouement and arrival, and there's like your stars are gone. You yeah. know, like Naito can't wrestle all of these guys all year round, and, and you're rebuilding from the bottom up this entire promotion, and so and I'm sure and I'm sure all you with, just have to go now, like yeah, pick all one of these guys yeah. and go now.
0: And, and, and I'm sure. Well, you. and you can say, "Oh, we're going to do this in a year. It's going to be this big catharsis in a year." Yes, I'm sure all five thousand people in attendance in next year's Wrestle Kingdom will be thrilled. And I mean I know that's not literally not
1: watching and following on social media are like, oh yeah, showed a umino lost again, whatever.
0: Ah, Jeez. It's it's like you don't
1: hear the matches, but they talk about it. And if you don't talk about these guys as winners when people are trying to pay attention to it, it will have a fallout effect.
0: Sam's mentioning here, weren't they supposed to uh, be putting Shooter over to build up the young guys since Okada and Osprey are gone? Right. It's time. And we've been saying this. uh, This is not something that you do. This is not the time for the Kobashi build, where Kenta Kobashi lost for years. But when Kobashi was doing all of that, everyone knew he was great. They just weren't getting the results. So he would come within an inch and then lose. Mm -hmm. And there was a catharsis when he won. I understand all that, except... When they did it with Kobashi, Mitsuhara Masawa and Toshiaki Kawada and Steve Williams were all on top and Stan Hansen. They had major guys who were over and selling out on top so that they had time to do it. There are three major baby faces gone. Uh, who's the ba- who's the who are the top baby faces in this company? Tanahashi, who can that barely Saber run junior. the ropes?
1: Huh? I'll give you that taber junior at the top baby face.
0: He's getting to be that way. Yeah. yeah Although, yeah. you know, that, that that's that's one. But but you know you get the point I'm trying to make sure. here. It's just like you've got to have baby faces that people believe in. Right now, people are gonna start believing the show does just a guy that just loses the big ones. If you're and relying that, that on doesn't help
1: you. off, if you're relying on the cast off from WWE to to get people interested in your promotion because you do not have your homegrown guys ready, you need to get your homegrown guys ready.
0: Yeah. Or, you know, or yeah, or, or try somebody else. I mean, if you're not going to do it, get him the hell out of these matches or push them, push somebody. You've got to push somebody. And like I said, all those guys, they say, oh, I don't know. He's not as big. I'm talking about the office. Oh, he's not the biggest star of that you think Tanahashi got over by losing his first five big matches. Give me a friggin' break. You know, and uh, Venkin thinks think... that Jack Perry should have at least screwed Sh- uh, Shota, so that because that's the other part. Shota looks so stupid. One, of the le- letting go of the letting go of the s- submission hold when he knows the referee didn't call for the bell, he looks stupid there. Then he looks like a putz because he says, "Oh, I'll get my revenge on evil, but first I got to fight this mid card guy from AEW." I'm just like, Jesus Christ, really? I, I, would like, get, you know? I
1: would get a shirt from what he said on uh on. On the next night, but we'll get there,
0: <laughs> yeah. And then Brad mentioned, it. Hi, Brad, by the way, I didn't say hi to Brad, Brad earlier. He said, It's like Ghetto is trying to bury talent, so Tony isn't interested in signing <laughs> when he went away from him. <laughs> Maybe he's playing the long game on that line, one. Of, the night. Uh, line yeah. of the night, yeah. There you go. Sam's on my say, Gutless Ghetto, there you go. Uh, yeah, Vankin uh, mentions Naito's not the youngest anymore, no one's knees are shot uh so uh, all those
1: comments. we got them all over the place
0: yeah it's, i don't think new japan really understood their situation you can't rely on okada or naito 24 7 yeah and i that's why i'm saying some of these decisions look like br moves and they're dumb yeah it's just it huh. uh, and oh and dustin now this is huh. i mentioned this early he says i hate to say this it feels like a noah situation when we watch that noah show uh, around uh Wrestle Kingdom time, Jeremy, you remember when I I came on here and I just said, you know, I enjoyed that show, but I also feel like I saw this entire cast of guys 10 years ago on a Noah show Mm -hmm. and they're they're all 40, you know, they're all between 35 and 50. And I feel like it wasn't the same matches and and it was still good, you know, like they were still good wrestlers, but I'm like, it's all, it's the same guys. Like uh, 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's just like, man, it, uh, it's just I, again, it's the half ass thing. It's booking by fear. They're just, they're just dipping their toes in things. And the only way that a guy really gets over is if you just push them and they just seem gutless when it comes to that. Like they just don't want to, they're just so scared that it's not going to work perfectly or whatever it is. is. They're just not doing any of it. So who's the baby faces here? Hiroshi they just
1: Tana want to go according to plan. And they think that their plan is going to be fine. And I don't know, maybe it will be, but it, It's hard to watch a car crash knowing that you can do things to stop the car from crashing.
0: Well, we got to move on here. We're already at 42 minutes and we haven't even gotten through the first night yet. But here we go with the TV title. Matt Riddle, uh, who came out to Crickets, by the way, the New Japan fans were not Blow they don't away chant bro
1: this. like they do in the US, man.
0: <laughs> and they didn't chant a damn thing when this guy came out for this match. And uh, you know, this was uh something there that uh I'm not thrilled this guy's even in New Japan. I'm not happy about it. But uh here we are. But the crowd was quiet. Riddle dominated this one early. It's not a it, it was yeah, Tanahashi got his knees up on a dive by Riddle. He tried aces high, but he uh, took a knee instead. He hit the bro stone for the finish. It was only eight minutes and 53 seconds. This is quick. Mm-hmm. But crowd wasn't all that into it. Now, to be fair to these two, I do believe that seeing two guys that they have really gotten behind lose in stupid ways uh, took a lot of the wind out of this crowd's sails. I think they were really annoyed at this point. Uh, but uh, here it is, a title change. I mentioned that Riddle's a weird guy to have the TV belt on, but it's also weird to beat him in his first match. Uh, But, uh, you know, he's the TV champion. It looks like there are uh, already some challengers in other companies uh, lined Mm -hmm. up for him. Uh, Okay, but again, I think it's a matter of time before this dingbat does something stupid anyway. I mean, he had a great situation in WWE, and he still managed to screw that up, let alone something that's probably not all that great of a situation for him. Uh, I, I'm not thrilled. But he's a good wrestler. He's not a great wrestler, Riddle. Uh, he's he's good. He's not great, but uh, he, he's fine until he's not. And I still have a feeling that if you, it's the TV title. So if he botches something, screws something up, does something stupid, you're not losing a ton. You know, you could always just kind of bring it back home and say, well, you know, but titles vacated now in case this guy screws up again. But uh, again, it just kind of left an ugly taste in my mouth. This guy's walking around with a belt and beating Tanahashi.
1: The, uh, the match wasn't good. It was a total styles clash. Um, Matt Riddle is desperately trying to avoid doing anything that reminds people of WWE, including playing to the crowd. (laughs) And he just thinks that the work rate is going to get him over, but he still needs the personality. And, they don't understand bro, which is what got him, what saved his ass at the civic uh, from getting loudly booed was people immediately did the bro chance. So they don't know him. They don't know who he is. I was telling somebody in our discord, you know, like WWE is like Cirque de Soleil in Japan, right? Like they know yeah. of the organization, but they don't know every random rope walker and, uh, and high jumper that they have on there. And that's what Matt Riddle is. to them be yeah. like a rope walker from WWE essentially. Mm-hmm. So it, it's just one of those, he had to go in there and he had to, uh, he had to impress and he didn't do anything other than just be there. And it was especially telling given with the next match, because there was another guy from the system that understood the assignment and was mm-hmm. able to do something different with it. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. know what the future is with Riddle. In New Japan, I know he's going to be there for a while, yeah. and they and they've wanted him for a long time. I assume that uh, his marijuana issue was because he didn't actually get caught with marijuana in Japan, and yeah. so it's not it, everything else. Which is just like it doesn't matter We're
0: not. Not yet. I haven't looked at Twitter yet, sure. and, then, <laughs> and then it's in a few minutes. Anytime now,
1: but uh, they've got they got him set up. They're going to have him all over YouTube. They're trying to get him as like the doorbuster. You know, people interested. They could check out New Japan because they're interested in Riddle. I don't know how well it's going to work. They've wanted him for a long time. Now they have him. Let's see what happens.
0: And he came out to crickets on the second night too. So beating Tanahashi did nothing. Like yeah. he, he got a special entrance. United <laughs> Empire got their entrance. He got a special entrance, and nothing. Like, he didn't he, look.
1: He didn't look all that special against Okada. No.
0: He
1: wasn't. wasn't anything. Whatever. Never.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So uh, moving on from that one, we had this, which was Nick Nemeth and David Finlay. Now uh, this is another one where, you know, you can make arguments on either side. Actually, Uh, Jeremy, you did a very good job, I think last week uh, and last week, a few days ago, our last Thursday show, where you made the case that Finlay losing this match could lead to a more dangerous Finlay. Uh, And, and so I, I, I wasn't too, uh, I I could have gone either way on this one. if he Mm -hmm. had kept the belt, like, okay, they're making him a strong heel champion. If they took it away from him, okay. They're unhinging him. Uh, the way you made that argument was pretty strong. This ended up being a pretty good match. Uh, Finlay attacked out of the crowd instead of making his usual entrance. Uh, as the match went on, it was almost all Finlay for the first 20 minutes, almost all Mm -hmm. Finlay for the first 20 minutes of this thing, which told me immediately like, Oh, okay. Nemeth is going to win this thing. So, uh, the fans did get into Nemeth's series of elbow drops. He does that thing where he just drops the elbow over and over and over again until the crowd responds to it It worked. It was the first thing the crowd really responded to after the heel finishes earlier. Uh, Finlay uh, was outside. He threw a super kick at Nemeth, Nemeth ducked to hit ghetto. That got no pop whatsoever. Surprised me like that was crickets. Uh, Then uh, but ghetto in the midst of all that, they did a, what was supposed to be a comedy spot of Finlay landing on Ghetto's nuts. And uh, Ghetto slipped him the shillelagh. Uh, he hit uh, Nemeth's leg with it and worked the leg hard going forward right there. Uh, Nemeth did a good count-out tease, which isn't really a thing in WWE, although they're starting to no. do some of it. Uh, but uh, not a North America thing, really, but he nailed it. Did a good job. Got in like 19 and a half, just like you're supposed to. Uh, anyway, once the big move started, uh, they hit a Oblivion. Uh, Nemeth blocked another attempt of the oblivion and hit the danger zone, which uh, used to be called the zigzag, I believe, and and won the match. And again, this is okay. If the idea is to make Finlay crazier, uh, they might've also put the war dogs in a bit of a holding pattern, Jeremy, because afterwards Finlay said, uh, he he didn't say names, but he said specifically that I found out today that the war dogs will never be the same, which Mm -hmm. to me sounds like they got word. Someone's not coming back. So they might not even be sure who's in the War Dogs right, right. now. <laughs> so uh, Finlay might be going on a bit of a holding pattern, and he is the guy I said around Wrestle Kingdom time that he should probably be winning the New Japan Cup. So this is a guy, if they're taking the belt away from him, but then having him win the New Japan Cup, we can talk. Uh, and and again, if the global title really is a traveling, a world-traveling title, I that it is. then I, I can see where this could work. So uh, we'll we'll see how it turns out.
1: So there were a couple of uh wrenches thrown into the Sprockets, I suppose. Uh afterwards, the match, uh, Finley went backstage and said, if I win the new Japan Cup, I'm challenging for the global title again. I want I want my opportunity at that title again instead of the IWGP, which I thought was interesting and maybe a giveaway that he might not be the guy for that match. Right. Uh, There's definitely I definitely see the viciousness gonna be up the ante for him. So I feel like we're tracking in the right direction for him. Nemeth. Nemeth was good. I think he understood the assignment and he did well. And I think the crowd liked him. Yeah. After Finley has beaten Osprey twice, and Moxley for that matter, I'm not sure if. Nemeth brought the title down by winning it or if if he elevates the title and I think that's kind of a wait and see kind of thing um we've already got his first match announcement and that could be March 8th on TNA No Surrender he'll be facing Steve Macklin for that title so it looks like Steve Macklin is the first guy that's going to be uh fed to Nick Nemeth and then we can assume that he uh will have a Tanahashi match at some point, either at Sakura Genesis or Windy City, because he made that challenge. Mm-hmm. So we have matches down the line for him. I'm not sure if this is going to be what makes the global title as important as the United States title when Osprey had it, or even like the luster that it had for the brief time that Finley had it. So mm-hmm. we're we're in a whole we're in a very curious spot. I don't know. It, this match reminded me a lot of uh, Dolph Ziggler versus Braun Breaker from NXT a few yeah. years back in their WrestleMania where they just, they went really hard, but you also felt like it wasn't the main title. It was like a mid-card big title.
0: This is the other point to this, is what we saw at on this show was a guy who was essentially a comedy wrestler who annoyed Randy Orton. Going over one of the all-time greats and the president of the company for a TV title that Zach Saber had spent a year establishing, like Sam mentioned. Yeah, and you know they just said, "Oh, this, you know, this guy. Hey, Randy, you know that that guy beat him right after a year." Then you had Yugi <laughs> me on
1: that and made me laugh. <laughs> then you
0: had you had David Finlay who laid out Jay White, who's one of the a uh, great guys Jen. Uh, leader then he stood over the figuratively dead body of will osprey one of the all-time great gens and then a couple months later he loses to dolph ziggler who hasn't right. been relevant in a little, WWE in a little bit
1: of like the heart pill to swallow I mean,
0: is this the whole thing is just what's kind of inferiority complex is new japan feeling right now about itself and like oh my God, we've got we've got a mid card guy from AEW, so let's have Shota go in with him. Uh, you know, some, you know, a half ass guy from AEW, Perry, and then we have these a guy that has been relevant and a comedy guy. Let's put him over our TV champion and our global champion. Guys, push I mean, your own guys. Push your really, own
1: guys. We really should have seen it coming because the way he was introduced was shoehorned in at Wrestle Kingdom, wearing a suit, and like all of a sudden he's out of nowhere. Now we're trying. Now we're challenging for the global title. Oh. Okay, you know that seems like that one came together pretty quickly, and it seems like it has. And now they're just trying to get that global title. He might end up in MLW wrestling. He may be wrestling that. You know, using the global title in AEW. You never know. I would believe Nemesis showing up in AEW with that title than I ever believe that uh, Matt Riddle will show up in AEW. That's for sure.
0: Dunston says uh, Nick in due time could be a great asset in Japan. He's a good wrestler. I mean, he he yeah. he is a good. He's very athletic and all that. But, but he how needs long a better he to be around. He yeah, right. Yeah, well, that's it. Yeah. He he also just says he needs a better opponent to do that. Yes, he does. And Shingo is our last, <laughs> help, according to Dunstan. Yeah, I mean, you yeah, know, that could be it. So anyway, uh, let's move on to night two. And we're going to get through a lot of night two pretty quickly. But uh, there's the Frontier Zone match again. We already talked about how this one went. Uh, and then we had this one. So uh, yeah, and when we go on to that, uh, we have the 10 man tag right here. And this is one that was Huh, depressing again, just because uh, it was the K- the uh, team of Desperado, Bolton, Oleg, Shodo Umino, Togi Makabe, and Yo. They defeated the House of Torture. Blaze Blade, Death Rider finish. Shodo Umino gets the pin like it matters, like it makes up for anything. He's not going to get to be on top, pissing himself in big matches, and then winning a ten man tag on the first uh, match of the show. Yo stole show's belt. And, you know, which Desperado just walked away from his team and, and didn't say very many good things about Yo in the uh, angle afterwards there. He just looked, uh, he just seemed pissed about the whole thing. And then after that, we were stuck with the Jack Perry video where he's leaning into the uh, scapegoat thing. Fine. Again, I don't understand why this isn't for the Never Open Way title. Put a little bit of a steam on it there. But uh, there it was. And I guess we're going with. Sean Yeo and a uh, Jack Perry match against Shota Umino.
1: So afterwards, Shoda went
0: over to Walker and Chris
1: Charlton and said, junk Boy's like, I don't think that's his name anymore. I was like, I don't care what his name is. Neither I'll I. Bitch, <laughs> his <ass. laughs> He'll He'll so bitch his ass. Uh, I'll Shota, bitch his ass. We Shota and I agree. On a
0: shirt. Shota, Shota and I agree. Who cares? I don't give a crap what his name is.
1: Uh, There's also a sad note that I have to share with you, uh, Stephen, mm. regarding this match in the backstage comments. Speaking of strong style, El Desperado yeah. went to the back and he informed us that his stable with Minoru Suzuki is no more. The strong style stable, and our joke, speaking of strong style, yes. will probably have to be buried until there are pure moments and which Strong Style is mentioned. Strong yeah. Style is no
0: more. Yeah, Suzuki hasn't really worked for New Japan much, you know, in quite a while now. He's getting and,
1: paid uh, to work at the states for a lot more money. Yeah, I was going to say, like,
0: work. right now he's probably doing better as a freelancer than he is making uh, occasionally. He wasn't under contract with New Japan really; he was still just making shots, uh, and uh, that that he's just going to be focusing on other players. again. the uh, money in New Japan, you know, they're just not they don't have the money they used to. So, uh, and uh, right now, if he can make good paydays in the united states and in europe and in other places that's the way to do it and then like I said, convert that money back in yen. it'll do better for you so man. <laughs> yeah i know it's, it's also smart uh he also runs his store still in uh what is it it's not in shinjuku it's a uh, harajuku uh he has his little uh, pile driver clothes shop there uh the mall uh which i'm going to go to next time didn't get a chance nice. time uh, Ten-man tag Chaos, here it is. Kazuchika Okada's final New Japan match. It went like we thought it was going to go, Jeremy. It was just a big love fest with uh, Chaos. It was against the United Empire. Uh, Akira, Okan, uh, Jeff Cobb, uh, Matt Riddle, Newman. Again, Hanari uh, was supposed to be in this match, but couldn't do it. And uh, I, I Also, mentioned- no
1: payoff to Okan you know, going after
0: Okada, nothing. No, but Ishii and Cobb were great again. It was a fun match. Uh, Newman was isolated in there again. Uh, This time Okada hit the landslide. He hit the flying elbow. He did the rainmaker pose, hit the rainmaker. And that was that. It was all hugs and hands raised. And uh, Okada leaves uh, triumphant with uh, his stable mates. Very similar, eerily similar, in fact, to what they did with Shinsuke Nakamura a few years ago. I feel like
1: Okada took a couple extra hard shocks from Riddle and it's like, you know what, I think I'm done for the night. Yeah. <laughs> he rolled right out. He's like, I'm good. I don't yeah. need to deal with it. Yeah. And then that was it. Uh I did like I did like the uh the handshake and hugs afterwards, especially the uh the Yoshihashi embrace. They were really good friends. I didn't know yeah. that.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. They've they've been buddies all along. They went through their journey together, really. Yeah. I mean, they were young lions together. One of the uh, prelim on uh, very early Wrestle Kingdom is Yoshihashi and uh, Okada as a team uh, doing That's a job for, for there. So they've been around for a long time. And, yeah, uh, Brad mentions uh, it, before Hanari was taken out, he was replaced by Callum Newman, who ended up taking the pin. Who was going to take the pin if Hanari had been in the match? I, I agree with Venk, and I think it was probably going to be Francesco Akira. Yeah. uh was going to be the doing the honors on that one it ended up being Callum Newman as the the new low man on the United Empire Total
1: next man down <laughs>
0: yeah exactly so uh <laughs> we had the GOD versus GOD here uh this was nice this is nice uh yeah. this was uh El Fantasmo and Nikolao uh, against the gorillas of Destiny Tama Tonga and Tanga Loa brought him back and put Jado in as the uh special guest referee for this 14 minutes and 4 seconds just greatest hits match again uh, this was uh, seeing Tama out in a nice way. They even came out with the face paint. They came out with their old music. It was the old Gorillas of Destiny in that sense, although they still worked mostly as baby faces. They weren't really um, very heelish here. But that was fine. In the end, Hikaleo hit a powerbomb, and then the godsend slam on Tama Tonga, classic, uh, classic way of going out right there. H- again, hugs all around yeah, and line. a uh, a baby face leaves uh New Japan with all of his buddies so uh, two two matches in a row right there that actually left you with a little bit of a warm feeling
1: yeah it was fun i uh i wish Tamatonga well uh i don't know where he will go to next but i have some suspicions and uh when it does i think he will probably be pretty successful
0: Hikaleo and El Phantasmo are still the NJPW strong tag team champions. So uh, I'm sure we'll be seeing them a little bit more stateside as well. And And I
1: definitely think Windy City might be an opportunity for them to win their titles back.
0: Oh, you think the IWGP titles there? Mm -hmm.
1: I think that they lost them so that they could win them back there.
0: That'd be fine. That'd be fine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no sign of Chase Owens or Kenta on this show at all. By the way, not even a mention. Like they were <laughs> not. But neither Taiji not. Ishimori either. Like last, he ended not, up on
1: collision last night. You on collision? I
0: know. Well, I know. I know he wasn't even in there. Sure. But it, like no mention of him. It's it's almost like that. If you're not in the war dogs portion of Bullet Club, it's it's you're kind of off in space at the moment. Don't
1: stick around. You're not getting paid for the night. You're not working. <laughs>
0: yeah. And up next, we had tag match: Nick Nemeth and Ryusuke Taguchi, because. Okay, uh, David Finlay and Ghetto. And the funny thing is, Jeremy, when we supposed that Finlay uh, might retain his title, we just said, "Well, this is where Nemeth is going to get his victory," which mm-hmm. is exactly what happened. It's just that he was also the champion. Uh, Nemeth got uh, an okay reaction here. That he got a, he got a reaction. This was a better, uh, a larger crowd for one thing, uh, by a good distance. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, but uh, he got the zigzag, which is now again the danger zone. Uh, but yeah, it was just a basic uh, Nemeth getting the win here, and a bit more of a boisterous crowd, and Nemeth got a better reaction uh, than certainly than Riddle did, and, and still a yeah a decent a decent one uh, night overnight. Uh, the the crowd reacted well to him, which was good to see.
1: I feel like this was the proof in the pudding of how Riddle got over with the crowd the night before, and Nemeth got over with the crowd with the night before, and it's not like you could say it was the, anything other than their performance because one of them had. An opponent that you know theoretically should have gotten them over and and wasn't able to and the other one had an opponent that apparently nobody likes and shouldn't be able to get a guy over and then one guy got over and the other one didn't so mm. uh this i thought spoke well to nemes showmanship as a wrestler is able to make the crowd care about him uh when he was doing the taguchi funk funky weapon stuff yeah. uh to finley like the crowd was loving it and it wasn't, it wasn't high-level, like, main event stuff, but Nemeth knows how to play the crowd, and he was playing the crowd the right way, and I feel like he's going to fit in well when he's got an opportunity.
0: Brad was asking, is Tonga Loa sticking around? I'm, I'm not aware of any plans for him on that. I, I have a feeling when Tonga goes, he uh, mostly goes. Uh, and perhaps they could do a trios thing with Hikaleo and El Phantasma if they wanted to go that direction, but I have a feeling we'll be seeing a lot less of
1: them. Yeah, I don't... I. He kind of strikes me as a guy that they're going to place as an opponent for them down the line, feeling like left out, whatever kind of thing. Just He's not a focal point of the promotion, and I don't know what they would do other than make him an element of somebody else's story.
0: After that, we went into the series of singles matches between LIJ and Just Five Guys. So – Uh, The first one was very uh, straightforward. Bushi defeated Takamichi Noku, 9 minutes, 13 seconds. Fundamentally well-wrestled, but this was pretty much by the books, as you would expect. These are the two least protected guys in each faction. Taka, even less protected than Bushi is, and it gets L.I.J. on the board. Nothing wrong with it, but nothing memorable about it either for me.
1: Oh, good match. You said everything you need to say.
0: However, <laughs> Do- Doki and Hiromu Takahashi was next, and this was a fantastic match. When 1445, I'm in the tank for Doki. We all know this, but I'm also We're both
1: in the tank for Doki. And, and Hiromu's this fantastic.
0: <laughs> this was great. Uh Doki did a lot of flying early. Uh, Hiromu hit a sunset bomb from the ring to the floor. Uh, he doesn't always hit that, but he did here. They started hitting big moves late, like the time bomb 1.5, dynamite plunger, uh, doki chokies. And uh, Doki with a victory Royal type DDT for a close call. The crowd was behind Doki in this one, big time. They wanted to see him finally get this win. And he did with the suplex de la Luna after a struggle. And uh, LIJ uh, in uh, just five guys tied up at one-to-one after this one. Fabulous match. Big win for Doki. And uh, gives him a little bit of momentum going into the cup and Super Juniors.
1: This is when you play with convention and expectations. And then you get the result that you wanted, but you didn't think you were going to get. Man, I replayed this finish, like, three times. I could feel it for Doki when he won that match. You know, one of those, this guy jobs all the time. This guy's always on the losing end. And on a big show in the middle of Sapporo, he pins Hiromu Takahashi, and it's just like, you know what? You earned that win, buddy. Like, I've seen you grinding all those nights, undercard, taking pins, doing all that this is your night i happy for you
0: and haromo's bulletproof he can lose a match like this oh, yeah. he's fine he's still a big star
1: well you know what i've said i think he put win the new japan cup so he could definitely lose to doki beforehand.
0: <laughs> i don't know who's going to win the new japan cup but here we go up next taichi and shingo takagi these two are fantastic together also 17 minutes and 28 seconds big tough man contest here a lot of trading hard strikes very stiff uh, but worked mostly safe. There were a couple of shots to the head that were a little rough, but uh, for the most part, they kind of know how to do this stuff. And the, the clotheslines, forearms, and and kicks are usually in the right place. Uh, neither would go down until they both dropped. It was one of those Bushido contests there. Forearms are nasty in this one, too, by the way. But this was exciting. It was a drop kick by Taiichi and then a backdrop driver for the pin. An Okada-esque drop kick, by the way, for Taiichi in that one. Taiichi wins in Hokkaido, and I wanted to mention that, uh, Jeremy. I, so... This show had a much bigger attendance than the first night. Uh, this one was 5355. That's a big crowd in for that building and the last one this big was in new beginning 2020 uh, so we're talking four years since there was a crowd this big and it was Can Okada I you versus a question
1: real quick Can I you what's up? do you think the change in time of when the show was had anything to do with that?
0: It could have been. And, uh, you know, the thing is, that's a very snowy area, especially this time of year. And uh, I think the idea of doing it when uh, having the show when it's, you know, light out, heat of the day and as as much as heat as they get probably was a smart move. But the last time the crowd was this big was 5,690, new beginning 2020. The main event, Okada, Taichi. There you go. Uh, And uh, Zach beat Will uh, by Ref Stoppage for the Rev Pro title, just to give you an idea of when that was. Uh, Hanari Suji was, uh, the opener. Hanari beat Suji in the opener, Young Lions. And Ume, uh, Uemura and Kidd did jobs as Young Lions. Uh, Gabe Kid did jobs as Young Lions in that one. And then before that one, we had one for the 2019 G1, 6,946. Taichi defeated Naito in a G1 match in the main event. So, you know, Taichi and Sapporo, uh, they, they, he's usually in a very prominent spot on the card. And a new beginning in 2019, by the way, he challenged uh, Naito for the Intercontinental title in a show that drew over 6,000. So again, you know, the, Taichi is uh, part of the fabric of uh, Sapporo's cards, uh, uh, or New Japan's cards in Sapporo. And here he got a big win over Shingo Takagi.
1: This was a great match. It also felt like the last match these guys should have for a very, very, very long time. And the backstage comments also seem to confirm that uh, that would be the case there as you try and take off my headphones there buddy uh, <laughs> <laughs> um i really like this match although it's going to get lost in the shuffle among these five matches um mm-hmm. it's definitely worth taking time to watch it but between the hair match the title match the hiromutoki match you just you had an upper card that was like y- you don't get five single matches that feel consequential like this all the time and you mm-hmm. just kind of figure, oh, only two or three of them are going to matter. But you in know, some way, shape, form, all five have something to it that kind of felt like it made it important. Even, even uh, Bushi and Taka.
0: Up next was the hair versus hair match. Yoda Suji and Yuya Uemura went 28 minutes and 20 seconds. I don't think it should have. The... <laughs> it was not bad. This is not me saying this is a bad match. That's not, that's not the case. The crowd was a little quiet for it. And here's the thing. These guys, both Suji and Uemura, haven't had a lot of long singles matches. They've had some. But their Lions stuff, never long. You know, young Lions don't go long matches. The excursions, some, yes, they had some. Uh, late in their excursions, they did. But remember, when they first go on excursion, they're still learning and they're still working their way up cards and, again, not doing long singles matches. Not zero, but TV matches and undercard matches are were shorter. So they are both a little inexperienced in having long main event-style New Japan matches. I feel like they should probably be in with guys who have a few G1s under their belt and know how to make these matches flow a little bit more. Uh, because Mm Suji is very explosive, and what he does looks great. When he dives, it looks good. When he pops into that, uh, you know, the spear looks fantastic. My issue is, like, he doesn't quite have the experience to hook all of those things up and make a match flow for 20 minutes, and when you got two guys that are inexperienced in that, you come up with some dead spots, and this match had some dead spots in it. And uh, the crowd did kind of die off at some point, even though everybody was still very interested in how it turned out. Uh, they began hitting big moves around the 25-minute mark right there. Uh, Suji hit a Spanish fly. There were a series of body slams by Suji. He hit a curb stomp. Uemura was fighting back and getting moves in and getting very close, closer and closer. This, this I did like. He got closer and closer to hitting that deadbolt uh, suplex, but didn't quite get it. Mm-hmm. And uh, eventually... Uh, they were in a scramble, getting up. Suji explodes again. That explosiveness hit the sudden spear, got the three count, and there it was. Yoda Suji defeated Yuya Uemura. He then uh, Uemura took it like a man, sat down in the chair, allowed, uh, didn't put up a fight as Suji hacked off a big chunk of that hair, and then he shaved himself—the big stripe down the middle there. The gave himself the reverse mohawk. I guess with the idea that he'll shave the rest later, he had to look it's a little. It's gone, gassy. man. It's gone. Yeah. So uh, again, that was my issue with this match. I mean, what did you think? I, again, two very talented guys, but two relatively new to have in for a 30 minute uh, match here.
1: The match was fine for the fact the fact that they had the confidence to give those guys almost 30 minutes and say, "Let's see what you can do. Let's see how you can cook in a New Japan semi main event." is a huge vote of confidence for both of those guys so you gotta you gotta take that away you gotta give that to them first and there's gonna be a number of singles matches both of them in the main event over the next five or ten years mm-hmm. in this in this company. So you know for a first time out I'll give it a B you know mm-hmm. like doing that that main event they didn't knock it out of the park they didn't they didn't have a match where everyone's like, oh yep these are the saviors of New Japan that didn't happen but they had a match that said, okay, if they are part of the promotion, we may be in good shape down the line, but we still have some work to do. until.
0: Yeah. Brad feels like uh, he's been uh, lapped. He said by his classmates saying, not saying that TNA ruined him, but TNA didn't set him up for success. He's, he's got some work to do, but they all do in their own little ways. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, Uemura I still think is he's going to be good, but if you're going to do this long, of a match, you know, their match at Wrestle Kingdom was better and it was shorter. It, it just, yeah. they just don't have thirty minutes worth of material. It's, you know, it's, it's they're not
1: there yet, but you know yeah. that they can do it. Yeah, right? and,
0: and Dunston said the match lacked the intensity he hoped for, and he said there was no sense of urgency in a hair versus hair match. Yeah, like I said, there's. There's work to be done with these guys as far as uh, figuring out how to do these types of main event type of matches. So, yeah, cool. up next, we had guys that do know how to work a main event style match. Uh, the issue is one of them was a little bit hurt, so we had world heavyweight title Tetsuya Naito and Sonata. And uh, by the way, with the way Mora, you know, he basically his post match comments were, I'm, I'm gonna rebuild myself. So, that's the story and again. The idea was the person that got their head shaved was busted back essentially to young lion status, which isn't literally true, but uh, you know, like, all right, well, now. I got to pick myself back up, and that was really about it. He didn't declare anything else there. Uh, Tetsuya Naito and Sonata, twenty-four minutes and five seconds. Sonata Short had a. Semi. Sonata had a bicep injury, and that became a factor as the match went on. Uh, Naito worked, I believe it was, a, I believe it was either a bicep or an elbow. I had heard bicep uh nido worked his neck early of course because of the destino draping ddt on the floor uh, lots of neck work a lot of things with a hip toss where he brings the guy down on his knee instead of just flat back landing sonata of course went for the knees with basement drop kicks and so 10 minutes in we had our story knees versus neck and uh sonata got a skull end at 13 minutes they began fighting for big moves sonata hit a tko at about the 20 minute mark moonsault for two uh, Naito countered a deadfall into a destino. That looked pretty cool. Uh, even got a second destino, but it felt like he wasn't supposed to, it looked like he, uh, that was supposed to be blocked, but Sonata couldn't uh, quite block it. Uh, a tornado DDT was botched cause Sonata couldn't really hold him up. So the match toward the end, as his arm began to fail him, fell apart a little bit, uh, little toward bit. Uh, the last <laughs> few minutes. Uh, and, but that, you know, that matters on destino attempts too, because the guy taking the destino has to kind of help him over. And uh, but in the end, the deadfall was countered into a tornado DDT cradle for three. So he set up the tornado DDT instead of doing the DDT part, turns it into that inside cradle small package, as we used to call it when I was a kid, and did got you, the three count there.
1: Did you feel like they gave up on the destino and just went with that instead? Yeah,
0: uh, yeah, I wonder. I do wonder if, like, okay, he can't do this. You know, he can't he can't get me. There was there were a lot of
1: destino templates that just looked bad, mm-hmm. and then they tried a couple of those tornado DDT. Uh, off the ropes and then they finally hit it I'm like all right we're just doing it now it's like mm-hmm. we can't keep doing this so i think that's why it went a little shorter they probably had a little bit more in there I'm like now we need to take the call but yeah. i can't go yeah
0: yeah, yeah. dunson said unless they're in there with a vet like okada or osprey they don't have a second or third gear i believe he's talking about suji and and way but again that, that stuff will come i i just thought this is a, that was a little ambitious but brad said if sonata misses a large amount of time due to injury that's another big person that's uh, another big another big know. face I, another big he, game. he was oh, heading
1: down to the mid card I yeah, know. I know.
0: <laughs> Well, we'll see I don't, how that turns know, out. I don't but...
1: know what the plans are for Sonata, but it felt like when he was looking at Naito on his way out of the ring, he was saying goodbye to the main event for a while.
0: Yeah, I think that's probably true. But, oh. but uh, this, the, this was all about getting us to Moxley versus Naito, which is what we really want to see anyway. So, so this, this is what it should have been.
1: Do you remember when we watched The Road to Naito at Wrestle Kingdom and we watched the Muto versus Naito match from Wrestle Kingdom six in December, sure, mm-hmm. this was that match. <laughs> like Ouch. it was just, it was just knees, like taking, taking night, like shining Wizards and and yeah. knees, and it was. I was watching it like, man, this is that match that we watched uh, with Stardust, Naito, and Muto, mm-hmm. but this time it's, it's a more experienced Naito, and it's a guy who's not as good as Muto and the yeah. results were different but it was the same match and it was it was shocking to me when i was like oh my like the light bulb went off halfway through the match i'm like this is the same damn match
0: <laughs> well there you have it so we're on to the anniversary show now which is naito versus show and then we're on to uh the windy city riot which will be naito and moxley which we are uh very much looking forward to and so far that's the only thing we know about uh for the anniversary show is naito versus show so again Uh, did
1: you catch the uh did you catch the backstage dialogue between those two
0: yeah a little bit of it yeah they have
1: they have really good chemistry
0: like i don't don't know how the
1: match is going to be but their interactions i was just like Holy shit, this is actually really entertaining.
0: <laughs> it might be, but man, if they bog it down with a bunch of House of Torture stuff, it's it's going to be, it could end up being pretty rough. But do they you even know that, have any
1: preliminary matches for there? Or are they just like, we're, we're, we're hitting the ground running on March 6th and we got a match?
0: Well, they have until March 6th to announce it, though, don't they? So yeah. we, we expect that we'll hear who's going to be in the New Japan Cup this coming week. We'll probably find out more about that. We've got a couple of weeks. Probably we in like up. an
1: hour from now, we're going to get the new drop on the new Japan <laughs> <Excuse> <laughs>
0: <Start before. long. laughs> uh, guys. uh, But uh, yeah. And uh, Dunstan says we are now in the official rebuild phase of new Japan. We're screwed. Now, and I worry that he's right because like I said, stop half-assing this stuff, pick a guy and go with it. Maybe it's Suji. He's the one that actually came out of this looking better than anybody else. Truly. I mean, the, but You know, Desperado, uh, Shota, all these guys, you can only rehab one guy by putting him over in the New Japan Cup. You've got to get behind somebody. You've got to let the fans believe in something. One of the most important things for a babyface is that the fans believe he will come through for them. Now, that doesn't mean that they have to all the time. It doesn't mean that the heels can never win. But for the love of God, you cannot send the message that your hero will always come up short. That That will not make him a hero. That'll just make them a schmuck. And you and it, you, they have to pick one of these guys, decide, and go with it. And just go back through the, their own archives. Tanahashi, you were there. Ghetto, you were there. Did Okada? Did Naito? <laughs> did Hiromu? Lose, 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 lose as they were coming up. The answer is no. You guys know it. Grow a set. Pick a guy and go with him. Stop this half-ass stuff. Go with somebody. They need it. You need new people on top because the top people have left, several of them. It's time for new baby faces. And the only way to make new baby faces for them to get over and convince the crowd that they will come through for them. Yeah. And then when they in the rare instances when they don't, it means something. But right now, a show umino loss. Doesn't mean a whole lot. And if he goes into the New Japan Cup and loses in the semifinals or even loses in the finals, not going to Another big match that he lost. Think about that. Do better. Do better. You have to. You got a good crowd here. This was a good crowd. The the, the, the cupboard's not bare. But for the love of God, you can't keep going like this and tell people that, oh, yeah, get behind this guy. But no, we're going to take it away. It's not healthy. Not healthy.
1: Real quick before we go, I just want to shout out Mike Gilbert and J.D. Oliva from the Mike and J.D. Show. I workshopped with them what possibility Nick Nemeth would have about facing Macklin at no surrender. That's the first thing before the PW Insider News came out and pretty much confirmed it. They were very helpful with their information about TNA. If you ever need that kind of information, go find Mike Gilbert. He's the guy. All
0: right. So with that in mind, we're going to have to wrap this one up, uh, and uh, we will be back next week to talk more about the announcements to come this week. Again, we should have a lo- should have a lot more information on the New Japan Cup field. Don't forget, if you didn't watch uh, Power Bombshells live today, I did. It was terrific. Uh, go back. Some very important discussions uh, on that show that are always worth picking up with Sam and Mel. That comes out uh, 1 p.m. every Sunday dynamite show after dynamite go figure and uh yeah uh, the rest of the stuff on fight game media a lot of good stuff coming up wrestlemania season a lot going on
1: don't forget to subscribe to our own audio feed that you can find on the in the links on every episode on the youtube and this will be a bonus show on the fight game media network audio as well so keep an eye out for that and subscribe to that feed if you want more great shows steven i'll see you thursday
0: We'll be back Thursday at our regular time and our regular show to talk New Japan Pro Wrestling. Thank you once again, everyone, for tuning in and listening. Speaking of Strong Style, we'll talk to you again very soon.